Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1 with All Care Pharmacy. Discover a healthcare team that's always here for you at All Care Pharmacy, Ireland's largest community pharmacy network. Today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1. Well, Bell True, international correspondent with The Independent, has spent a lot of time in Ukraine since the start of the war. She has talked to this programme previously about Russian shelling, the attacks on essential infrastructure, the killing of soldiers and the movement of civilians. But there is a very grim aspect to the war that she returns to again and again, and that's the bodies of the dead and the missing, how they will be identified and claimed by their families, and how evidence of how they died will be used in future war crimes investigations. Belle has made a harrowing documentary called The Body in the Woods, and she joins me now on the line. Good morning to you, Belle. Good morning. I watched it last night, Belle, and some of the details in this documentary are very grim and listeners might find it uh, upsetting. But tell me first about the body of the boy you came across in an abandoned Russian camp, the, the, the title of this documentary. I just lost your question there for two seconds, but I think you asked you what... Yes, the, the body of the boy. Yes, the body of the boy you came across, the title of your documentary. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, absolutely. So this was about April of last year. And for the first time, we had Russian withdrawal around uh, the capital, Kiev. So this is the first time that we were able to access areas that had been under Russian occupation since the start of the invasion in February 2022. So we went there with journalists, with um, investigators, aid workers to find out what had happened, because these areas had not had access to Wi-Fi or mobile phone networks or electricity or water so we really had had no idea what was going on um, in these areas. And unfortunately, we came across streets just littered with bodies. There were horrendous testimonies of possible war crimes, including torture, uh, rape, forced disappearances, um, abductions. And on my way back from one day of reporting, I saw a group of soldiers in a lonely patch of wood in the, these rural areas outside of Kiev. And they were gathered around the body of a young man who was face down on the ground. His hands had been tied. His legs had been tied. He'd been shot in the back and he was partially burned. And the body was right next to an abandoned Russian camp um, and trench network. So it looked like it was quite clear that this Ukrainian young man had been um, summarily executed by Russian soldiers. And for me, that image, he was in the middle of nowhere. He must have had a very frightening last few moments of his life. I, that image stuck with me and I wanted to find out who he was and what had happened to him and what had been happening in that area. The Russians, of course, will deny all charges of torture and other war crimes, but the locals you spoke to told you about civilians being moved around, as you say, being forced to dig trenches and then being killed, often far from home and, and so difficult then, Belle, to identify. Absolutely. So I started out this documentary just trying to find out the identity of this man and hopefully to track what happened to him in those last few hours to meet his family, to ask them how they felt, what was going on. And I spent months and months and months and I went to all the different authorities. I went around all the villages. I went to the investigators, the intelligence department in Ukraine. And the, I went to the morgues and they also told me the same thing. It is incredibly hard because the Russians were kidnapping people, essentially, and moving them around the country uh, without any identification, without any you know, reference points. There are so many bodies which have not been identified. And that means there's so many families whose loved ones have basically just vanished into thin air. 
and that it was this whole world that I didn't know existed. And then we ended up, you know, investigating that because it was just so heartbreaking. We have, of course, on this island, have our own experience with the phenomenon of, of the disappeared that you speak about in this documentary. But some of the people, Belle, you spoke to, um, they don't know where their loved ones are. Others do know, but the whole chaos of the war means that they haven't been able to claim their dead and bury them. Um, is it simply that the system cannot cope with the number of bodies or the scale of the of what they're trying to do in the aftermath of the the attacks? I mean, absolutely. The police officers who I was talking to, um, I was talking to in various different points of the country. Before the war, these guys would have been dealing with traffic violations, petty crimes. They're not equipped to deal with mass murders, mass graves. Um, you know horrendous instances of potential torture of, of this kind of scale and, and the whole country itself, you know, the morgues I was in Butcher Morgue, which appears in the documentary, you know, before the war they may have had one or two cases of the elderly dying suddenly they were the centre point of hundreds of bodies and body parts and this is where it starts to get complicated because a lot of people were killed at the beginning of the war but no one could get access to their body for a month these areas became frontline areas that were heavily shelled, I mean, I, we didn't include this in the documentary because it's frankly too grim but the, the state of the bodies when they come in, I mean, we're talking about severed limbs, things being you know, charred, burned. It doesn't look human. And that's an absolute nightmare. And this is where DNA comes into it. So it's really hard for the families because even those who know that their loved ones were killed, they have an approximate location where they believe their loved ones were killed. The bodies are being moved around. The bodies, the remnants of the bodies are, are very degraded. So you can't identify them visually. So then the DNA comes into it. And that's very complicated in a normal circumstance. But what Ukraine is doing right now is unprecedented. Most countries will wait for the conflict over to start identifying their dead. Ukraine is doing that simultaneously in the middle of a war. So we're talking about experts exhuming mass graves under shelling. We're talking about a massive refugee crisis. So people whose DNA you need to identify the bodies are scattered across the world. And we're talking about a situation where people are dying every day. So there's new more bodies. I mean, um, the, the, the top war crimes prosecutor told me they've got 3,000. I mean, the numbers actually gone up. Since uh, the actually, Belle, I, I think I might actually. Um, it was a, a really significant moment in the documentary. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Yuri Belosov, who's the Ukrainian prosecutor and head of the war crimes unit. And he was speaking about the number of bodies that they're dealing with. Let's have a quick listen. We still have more than 2,000, 2,000 and a half, let's say. But we really don't know how many unidentified bodies are on occupied territory. Unfortunately, we think that it's, it could be 10 times more than we think. The scale of invasion and the scale of atrocities and scale of war crimes and uh, the severity of these war crimes are really, really you know, serious. Well, it's incredible. Uh, two and a half thousand that they know of, but it could be multiples of that, perhaps more than 25,000. Um, Talk to me about the importance of that evidence gathering you, you mentioned for future war crimes investigations. How exactly is that being done? As you say, they haven't waited until after the conflict has concluded. So what are they doing at present to try and retain that evidence? So, um, and actually just to say, the numbers have actually gone up since I interviewed Yuri. So right now, he told me a few days ago, there's actually 3,600 unidentified bodies. And there may be as many as 100,000 civilians killed across the country but they just don't don't know. And so for them, at the moment, they're doing these, um, they are exhuming mass graves, they're collecting evidence. I spoke to the head of the Domestic Intelligence Agency, um, so the equivalent of MI5, and he told me they, they're building 64,000 criminal cases um, related to Russia's actions in Ukraine. Over half of them 
are related to possible violations of international law and war crimes. So that's just to give you the scale of how many cases they're trying to build. Right now, they've got these um, new mobile DNA units that are basically these rapid machines that are portable. They can put into a van and they're driving them around the country, collecting DNA and collecting evidence. And all the sort of regional morgues have become hubs now for the various different bodies. And they've got investigators trying to operate. But it's very hard. These areas, even if there's no fighting, active fighting, these areas are heavily mined. Uh, so you, it's very difficult uh, to collect even evidence. I mean, I went with some police officers to collect a body and the whole area was littered with mines. I mean, some you could see and some you couldn't see. So it's incredibly dangerous. Uh, there's also mass graves they're trying to exhume, which are areas that are being shelled. Um, so that's very dangerous as well. And also it disturbs the evidence. It's incredibly hard. There is you know, Ukrainian prosecutors working on this and also international prosecutors, and they're trying their hardest. But, you know, obviously this is an unprecedented number and of Belle, deaths. The, yeah, Belle, the criminal threads um, are one thing, but the human threads that you've weaved, I know there was one teenager who thought he had buried his mother and it turned out that it was another uh, woman's body and following those two families um, on, on their journey, that was just heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, Vladislav is his name. He's only 19. He's basically an orphan now. His mum was killed as she tried to uh, distribute humanitarian aid. She was, we believe that she was shot by Russians at that point. And he was given a body because that's, you know, the authorities were trying desperately to give the bodies to the various different um, family members. He actually cremated the body and only found out afterwards that it was the body of the wrong woman. So that meant that the family of that woman, her name is Ksenia, weren't able to cremate or bury their loved ones and this is a problem because it is very 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 hard to do identification you, you know we watch things like csi you know we watch american tv um shows where it looks like people could turn around and, and identification in seconds the truth is you need to have multiple reference dna reference points from multiple different people they've got to be close relatives and then you have it's a sort of get number game it's a percentage game and and even then you can get it wrong so it's it's very very hard. But I will just say as an update, I think we he may have found his mother now. So that's one positive thing. But it's taken a year. Can I ask you before I just let you go, Belle? Did you ever find out the identity of the young boy in the camp, the 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 young man who inspired the title of this documentary, The Body in the Woods? Do you know the heartbreaking thing is um, is that I didn't. I spent maybe nine months on this. I went everywhere. I spoke to everyone. I managed to get what I believe to be his case file number. But when we looked into the case file, it was actually the, um, this didn't go in the documentary in the end. It was actually a, a case file related to a bus stop that had been blown up. So this is, this is the issue. You have thousands and thousands of missing people, thousands of case files. I mean, it's like, a, you know, it's, it's unprecedented in terms of numbers and the fact that this is an active conflict. So I, tried. I will keep trying. I will keep trying. Well, thank you, Belle. As it is, it's a tragedy of not being able to bury your dead. It's the open wound, as you describe. Belle True, thank you so very, very much. And just to say that people can watch the documentary The Body in the Woods on independent.co.uk. Um, and now we'll go to the news with Brian Jennings.